business. One of the things that I didn't have was a business coach, right? Um, so I kind of jumped in head first. And that's what most of us do because our budget really restricts that. And it doesn't really allow us to like get everything to get started. And that can actually be damaging to a business, right? And the reason that can be damaging to a business is because we don't even know where to find a mentor. We don't even know where to find a coach. So what most of us do is we'll look at an industry or we'll look somewhere and whoever's the loudest, we automatically assume that they're the most knowledgeable or whoever is the loudest, we automatically assume that they can actually help us with the problems that we face in our business. Two things that I have problems with with that. When you are starting your business or trying to grow your business, you must first realize that all marketing is not the same. I made a post about this. So the post said that if you are looking for marketing, marketing are basically, uh, it's, it's not the same. Like, for instance, if you take a person um, that has blown their brand up. Now, I, I want to use two people, for example. Let's use uh, Gary V and let's use Russell Brunson. Right. Because let's say if I got a person who's really good at blowing your brand up as far as brand awareness, brand acknowledgement so that people know who you are, doesn't mean that you can sell anything. Right. So Gary V, not too many consumers or regular consumers buy anything from Gary V. But a lot of people know who he is. And the reason why is because there's lots of branding in Gary V. He put his face out there. He did a lot of different things as far as putting him out. But when it comes to generating leads, I don't know if he's the best lead generator out there. And that's why you got to know the difference because you get people who don't even know if they want to be a coach or don't know if they want to sell a product. What are you? Are you selling a product or are you a coach? Most coaches get booked. They speak on stages. They sell merchandise and things like that. But a lot of them aren't even selling a merchandise through SEO. A lot of them aren't even selling a merchandise through lead generation what they're doing is they use brand awareness they become popular so that when they show up or when that when a person comes actually searching for them at that point because they are people are actually checking on them then they buy what's there so it's a difference right because now when you're talking about growing a business and you have a product to sell let's say if you sell hair let's say if you sell lashes let's say if you sell uh makeup lipstick all of these products right now you want to sell that product. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the face of that product because some businesses actually grow bigger and some businesses actually grow better without the CEO not being, you know, being the face of it. And the reason why is because if the CEO is going to push himself in front of the business, then that means that there's a brand awareness around him. That means that that's one person that's blowing their brand up to actually start coaching people, right? That means that, let's take Eric Thomas, for instance, right? We know who he is behind uh, speaking. But you don't normally go look for an Eric Thomas T-shirt, right? What's going to happen is you're probably going to land on his website looking for something that he's, you know, he's speaking on, and they're going to say, wow, I want a T-shirt off of there, right? So that's the difference. But when you're looking at a product that you're going to actually use your business back to the Gary Vee and the Russell Bronson, you're going to look for uh, click funnels, right? Because you're going to say, I need to build a funnel that's going to have my business. If Russell Bronson, or no matter who was the owner of click funnels, you would have actually bought click funnels, right? Because now the SEO is good, that product is big, and the name click funnels is more important or more popular than Russell Bronson. A lot of people don't even know who Russell Bronson is actually using click funnels, right? But most people know who Gary Vee is. You would never buy Gary Vee product without knowing who Gary Vee is, but it's really uh, a high chance that you will buy click funnels without knowing who Russell Brunson is. So now let's take this. Let's take a coach who built um, the lead magnets. Let's take a marketing coach who really helped 
blow click funnels up help the branding help all of the funnels and everything like let's take that person to like really blue click funnels up and then try to help him blow a Gary V up now so when a lot of you guys in your business want to sell a product and that coach says hey look I blew ET up I blew this person up I blew that person up look how famous they are but remember you're trying to sell a product you may be a hundred thousand dollars in in your marketing and not get anywhere or vice versa a person has hey I'm really good with selling the product really good at selling the product I can cre create you a good funnel but now they didn't tell you anything about working on your brand getting rid of everything from your social media and, and, and walking in and actually being the new life that you're trying to create so that people can follow you and buy from you so it's a big difference there and stop thinking that all marketing is the same so when you're trying to put together a marketing budget right the main thing that you want to say is do I want to generate leads do I want to become popular? Am I building long-term nurturing so that people can know who I am when I plan to stay around? Some people do stealth marketing to throw that brand out there so that when they do drop it, you can say, aha, I know who that is versus who is they, right? So there's so many different um, avenues when it comes to spending your dollars on marketing, and a lot of people are getting mad, mad at their marketing coaches. Remember, I'm not a marketing coach at all. I'm just telling you this because I have coaching clients. I'm a business coach. I help people automate their business, right? I help people set up their processes. I help people hire efficient, you know, put a team in the Philippines and automate everything so that you can walk out of it. But the biggest problem is a lot of my clients or the ones who came in, you know, my coaching clients who do spend money in marketing. They're getting mad at their marketing people. Oh, my marketing person lied to me. No, you weren't clear when you went to your marketing. And I tell my coaching clients this all the time. You were not clear when you went to your marketing person to tell them what you wanted to do. So I want to give you some tangible things that you can actually use. You know, share this video. Share this video on Facebook. Tag a friend in it if you're on Instagram. I'm trying to really do what I need to do on Instagram. I'm trying to grow my Instagram, I guess. They told me I need to be on here more. But the reality is, I'm going to give you some tangible things that you can actually go to your marketing person with, whoever that marketing person is, right? Um, when you go to them, first of all, it's your fault if you don't grow your brand and you have a budget because you didn't identify what you want. Do not, write this down, do not go to my marketing person and say, I have a $10,000 budget and I just want to blow up. I have a $10,000 budget I just want to blow up. The difference between a person that can help you blow your brand up and a person that can help you get a bunch of clicks, a bunch of leads, and a bunch of you know uh, appointments, that's like hiring an orthodontist to do dental work. That's like hiring an orthodontist to say, uh, you a dentist, right? Do a root canal. No, they might have, they might, uh, you know, graduated, um, uh, you know, in dentistry and all of that before they came an orthodontist. So they specialize in orthodontists. So what they do to your mouth is going to be totally different than that person doing the root canal. That's the same as a person that that's expert marketing. And I'm not saying, and this is not a shot, I'm not saying one person can't do all of it, but that's kind of like being a um, jack of all trades and a master of none. Find you, I mean, the bigger companies and the people who are blowing their brands up, I, at any given time, I got two to three marketing experts working on something for me, but they're not working on the same thing, right? So when you go to them, What's your first goal? So write this down. What is the first thing that I'm trying to do with my business? And that's what a lot of people don't think. They think, if, oh, I heard this marketing guy said that I put a dollar in, get $3 out. They forgot to tell you about body in the business, building, organized, document, um, documenting, and delegating, and having the processes set up to make sure that you can fulfill it. There's so many coaches out here telling you, hey, 
uh, sell it and get $15,000, get $30,000 and sell it for high. People will pay it, but they don't teach you fulfillment. So they're teaching you how to sell something for twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, but none, none of these grant card owns and none of these, and then there's no knock at them because they beast at sales, right? But the problem is, is none of them are really teaching you. None of them are really teaching you how to fulfill. How are you going to fulfill the product that you're going to put all of these people in the funnel for to make sure that they're going to like the product that you gave them or the service that you gave them to tell somebody else so that it's cheaper to run somebody else through that funnel through word of mouth? And that's what a lot of people are doing. So now, if I want to start my business, I'm going to put a process in place to what kind of business I have. Let's say if I have a restaurant, my biggest goal is getting people in the door. If I know my food is good, then that means that all they got to do is buy it. Or all they got to do is try it. If they try it, they're going to like it. They're going to buy it. But now the problem is, is getting them in the door to buy it or getting them in the door to try it. It's so many times that you went through the middle of the mall, that little Asian lady, and there's no, I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's Chinese restaurant. They, I'm not trying to sound racist or anything. I have to throw that disclaimer out there. But it's a lot of Asian people that work in the Chinese restaurants in the mall. A lot of times they throw that old thing out there on a toothpick and say, try it, try it. A lot of us, probably only two out of 10 people try it. But then the ones who actually try it, you see them in the line because they tried it and it was good. But the hardest part was getting them in the door to actually try it. So now the marketing from trying something free on a restaurant will be completely different on the marketing for a coach who has to charge $10,000 to make his money back. He can't afford to give a $10,000 product up. It'll be totally different from a car dealership who can't give a free car up because it's just not in the stars, right? So the thing about it is the marketing will be completely different there. So a $10,000 budget for a person that has a product that somebody needs to try, that has to go in there, right? So you probably have to say, I want a $3,000 campaign that's going to go towards free food and I want $2,000 towards that campaign that's going to reel them in, and we're going to try to create some kind of funnel to make sure that before they try this free meal, they're going to give me their email address. We're going to opt them into marketing. I know their birthday so that now when they like the food, that $3,000 worth of food they gave, the $2,000 of budget they gave of coming in so that I can automate them, hopefully I can get 30% of the people to actually return and like the product. So therefore, a lot of the marketing that will go on there is giving away the product so that people can like it, and you're banking on the fact that if they return two more times. Now you're gonna make your money back from the product they're gonna buy, and you're gonna make your money back from the free. So you have to make sure that those numbers are right, and you got to make sure that the marketing and everything is right to make them return five to ten times. That's why when you start seeing these things pop up, you start seeing these restaurants add club night. You start seeing these restaurants add a DJ. They start adding things. That's called optimizing your audience to where now I can keep my audience come back. I mean, coming back, the ambiance is good, hips, so so they'll they'll stay right. And then so now, what if your um, goal isn't to have people coming back five to 10 times, right? Wendy's will market to get you to come back five to 10 times a year, right? Or Wendy's might market or Taco Bell might market to get you to come back five times a month because you don't have time to cook. But if you go to STK or if you go to Kevin Radbond's Steakhouse, where it's real high end, they're probably lucky to get you two times a year. So that when you go to STK, they're marketing to keep you there for about two and a half hours so that you order a lot of things so that your tip is big, so that that, that, that bill is nice, right? Because you're going to pay three, four, maybe $500 when you go in there. And they know that that's not going to be something that you're going to come back three, four times a month. So they will set their marketing and their ambiance to make sure that the money they're going to lose from a lot of people coming in, that they have you sitting in there two and a half hours. Now, when you're sitting in there two and a half hours, you're going to buy the steak, you're going to buy the lamb chop, you're going to buy the cauliflower steak that's all vegan, right, for the vegan people, and you're going to pay a lot of money. So 
the thing is, is a person that markets for Wendy's will probably not be successful in marketing for an STK Steakhouse, right? Or a Roos Chris, right? Let's just let's just take it down to Roos Chris, right? So a person that markets somewhere like that, like a McDonald's, won't be able to market for a Roos Chris, right? So now let's take a barber, let's take a beautician and things like that. The whole goal is to get lifetime clients, to get, you, you know, you moved here, you moved there. Now their goal is to make sure that if you come in here and I cut you up, now I got you because they know, especially in the African-American community, once you get a good barber, it's a wrap. He going to have to die before you leave him or you're going to have to move. So the thing is, is now I have to make sure that you're here. And if you're here, guess what? Then I can keep you around. So that's why when you go to get your foot scrub and when you go into these beauticians, not the beauticians, what they call when you get the massages on your feet and the scrub, the, the manicures and the pedicures, the, you notice they when they started cornering the market, that's when they start putting in a marketing budget. Okay, now that I got you here, what kind of champagne am I going to give you? What kind of uh, um, wine am I going to give you? How are we going to make sure that the ambiance is perfect so that you can stay around and come back? And now, but if you go somewhere else and they don't do that, you're going to immediately turn back. So the problem is stop thinking because you got X amount of dollars. It's not about who can acquire the most clients when the amount or the volume don't matter. Because guess what? What if STK, a place that you're going to sit down for two and a half hours, a place that is almost impossible to get reservations, a place that probably 100 people throughout the night can go visit, why in the world would they market for volume? They're not marketing to get 1,000 people in the door. They're marketing to fill that 100 people to make them stay and to make them spend top dollar, to make sure that that menu is optimized, make sure that the ambiance is good so that nobody is rushing out of there, right? So it's not all the way, stop going and saying, I'm going to go to a training to get 1,000 leads. Now, think about this. If you are fulfilling, your marketing can actually go into the back end side of the fulfillment for the client, right? Now, what's better? If you get 10 clients and nine of them leave after two weeks, or if you get three clients and then they stay for three years. The problem is we will make way more money in the three clients that stand for three years because we put a lot of our money in the nurturing that. It's easier to have and make more money off the clients who already trust you to provide them with a service than to try to keep money in the bringing new clients in. So now a lot of people don't think about putting a bulk of the marketing costs in the back end of the fulfillment side of their business. And this is where a lot of people is messing up. Now, I sound like a preacher when I'm saying this because I'm passionate about it, but the reality is a lot of you are messing up because you only think your budget for marketing has to go towards acquisition of clients instead of going through the client experience and making sure that that, that, that same advertisement, when you get them as a client, stays the same as when you try to get them coming in. And a lot of people don't like to look at it as a relationship. The reality is if you got something to offer, the client that's going to come in, that's going to make a transaction with you, you're building a relationship with them. Now, how long that relationship lasts is up to you. Simple as this. Let's look at it like a man and a woman, right? If you meet a woman in the mall, or ladies, let's, let's, let's just interact here. You meet a guy in the mall, you're walking through the mall, you drop your book bag, or you drop your book, and the thing about it is, you, this this old slick guy, you know, just say he's a nice looking guy. He got it well put. He put he's put together and all of that. And he hey hey queen, you know you drop, you know everybody hey queen, hey you drop your you know you know your book here and um just wanted to make sure you got it. Then you guys start talking and the conversation is perfect. Everything is good. You're like wow, he's so well spoken. He's so put together. You're single. You find out he's single. It, everything is good. And all of a sudden he asks you to walk you to the car. 
It's cool. You start walking outside. Next thing you know, it's raining, right? And then he pops out of nowhere because you know the Mr. Opportunist always pops out of nowhere with the right thing that the woman needs, right? He pops up and he says, hey, queen, you know, I just don't want to make sure you don't get wet. It's Every time they say queen, their voice get deep. That's why I'm saying it like that, right? All of a sudden, he walk into the car. Y'all sit out there. It's raining. Y'all talk for a whole nother hour, right? Now, the thing is, is if you're talking for a whole hour and then everything is perfect in the conversation, then you say, hey, I'm going to let you go. You know, let me go ahead and get your phone number and we can keep the conversation going. It was nice meeting you. Get home safe. I want to check on you. You're going to be like, wow, that was so nice of him, right? But then you give him your phone number. He don't call the first day. He don't call the second day, the third day. He don't call the first month. You see him in the mall again. You drop something. He come back behind you. Nine times out of 10, you will not give him the same time for the conversation. And you know why? Because he played with your time. So Facebook, glad to have you guys here. So go ahead and press one uh, and tell me where you're tuning in from. Because I have been, you know, looking at all of these conferences. I'm in all these masterminds. So I travel occasionally and I am a coach, right? But one of the things that I've been noticing is um, lots and lots and lots of coaches and lots and lots and lots of uh, these people who throw these events so-called mentors and all of that are misleading a lot of people. So um, just come in, give me a one if you can hear me and, um, you know, tell me where you're from. That way I want to make sure it's not too loud um, or not too low. So if you're on Facebook, I'm, I actually have this microphone to try to get my audio right so I don't have those headphones on. So if I'm pretty clear, go ahead and just type clear, press one. Let me know where you're tuning in from. Love you guys. Love you guys. Now, when I first started my business, one of the things that I didn't have was a business coach, right? Um, so I kind of jumped in head first. And that's what most of us do because our budget really restricts that. And it doesn't really allow us to like get everything to get started. And that can actually be damaging to a business, right? And the reason that can be damaging to a business is because we don't even know where to find a mentor. We don't even know where to find a coach. So what most of us do is we'll look at an industry or we'll look somewhere and whoever's the loudest we automatically assume that they're the most knowledgeable or whoever is the loudest we automatically assume that they can actually help us with the problems that we face in our business two things that i have problems with with that when you are starting your business or trying to grow your business you must first realize that all marketing is not the same i made a post about this so the post said that if you are looking for marketing Marketing are basically, uh, it's, it's not the same. Like, for instance, if you take a person um, that has blown their brand up. Now, I, I want to use two people, for example. Let's use uh, Gary V and let's use Russell Brunson, right? Because let's say if I got a person who's really good at blowing your brand up as far as brand awareness, brand acknowledgement, so that people know who you are, doesn't mean that you can sell anything, right? So Gary V not too many consumers or regular consumers buy anything from Gary Vee, but a lot of people know who he is. And the reason why is because there's lots of branding in Gary Vee. He put his face out there. He did a lot of different things as far as putting him out. But when it comes to generating leads, I don't know if he's the best lead generator out there. And that's why you got to know the difference because you get people who don't even know if they want to be a coach or don't know if they want to sell a product. What are you? Are you selling a product or are you a coach? Most coaches get booked, they speak on stages, they sell merchandise and things like that. But a lot of them aren't even selling their merchandise through SEO. A lot of them aren't even selling their merchandise through lead generation. What they're doing is they use brand awareness. They become popular so that when they show up or when, that, when a person comes actually searching for them at that point because they are people are actually checking on them, 
then they buy what's there. So it's a difference, right? Because now when you're talking about growing a business and you have a product to sell, let's say if you sell hair, let's say if you sell lashes, let's say if you sell uh, makeup, lipstick, all of these products, right? Now you want to sell that product. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the face of that product because some businesses actually grow bigger and some businesses actually grow better without the CEO not being, you know, being the face of it. And the reason why is because if the CEO is going to push himself in front of the business, then that means that there's a brand awareness around him. That means that that's one person that's blowing their brand up to actually start coaching people, right? That means that, let's take Eric Thomas, for instance, right? We know who he is behind uh, speaking, but you don't normally go look for an Eric Thomas t-shirt, right? What's going to happen is you're probably going to land on his website looking for something that he's, you know, he's speaking on, and they're going to say, wow, I want a t-shirt off of there, right? So that's the difference. But when you're looking at a product that you're going to actually use your business back to the Gary Vee and the Russell Bronson, you're going to look for uh, click funnels, right? Because you're going to say, I need to build a funnel that's going to have my business. If Russell Bronson or no matter who was the owner of click funnels, you would have actually bought click funnels, right? Because now the SEO is good, that product is big, and the name click funnels is more important or more popular than Russell Bronson. A lot of people don't even know who Russell Bronson is actually using click funnels, right? But most people know who Gary Vee is. You would never buy Gary Vee product without knowing who Gary Vee is, but it's really uh, a high chance that you will buy click funnels without knowing who Russell Brunson is. So now let's take this. Let's take a coach who built um, the lead magnets. Let's take a marketing coach who really helped blow click funnels up, helped the branding, help all of the funnels and everything. Like, let's take that person that like really blew click funnels up and then try to help him blow a Gary Vee up. Now, so when a lot of you guys in your business want to sell a product and that coach says, hey, look, I blew ET up. I blew this person up. I blew that person up. Look how famous they are. But remember, you're trying to sell a product. You may be $100,000 in in your marketing and not get anywhere. Or vice versa. A person has, hey, I'm really good with selling a product, really good at selling the product. I can cre create you a good funnel. But now they didn't tell you anything about working on your brand, getting rid of everything from your social media, and, and, and walking in and actually being the new life that you're trying to create so that people can follow you and buy from you. So it's a big difference there. And stop thinking that all marketing is the same. So when you're trying to put together a marketing budget, right, the main thing that you want to say is, do I want to generate leads? Do I want to become popular? Am I building long-term nurturing so that people can know who I am when I plan to stay around? Some people do stealth marketing to throw that brand out there so that when they do drop it, you can say, aha, I know who that is versus who is they, right? So there's so many different um, avenues when it comes to spending your dollars on marketing, and a lot of people are getting mad, mad at their marketing coaches. Remember, I'm not a marketing coach at all. I'm just telling you this because I have coaching clients. I'm a business coach. I help people automate their business, right? I help people set up their processes. I help people hire efficient, you know, put a team in the Philippines and automate everything so that you can walk out of it. But the biggest problem is a lot of my clients or the ones who came in, you know, my coaching clients who do spend money in marketing, they're getting mad at their marketing people. Oh, my marketing person lied to me. No, you weren't clear when you went to your marketing. And I tell my coaching clients this all the time. You were not clear when you went to your marketing person to tell them what you wanted to do. So I want to give you some tangible things that you can actually use. You know, share this video. Share this video on Facebook. Tag a friend in it. If you're on Instagram, I'm trying to really do what I need to do on Instagram. I'm trying to grow my Instagram, I guess. They told me I need to be on here more. But the reality is, I'm going to give you some tangible things that you can actually go to your marketing person with, whoever that marketing person is, right? Um, 
when you go to them, first of all, it's your fault if you don't grow your brand and you have a budget because you didn't identify what you want. Do not write this down. Do not go to my marketing person and say, I have a $10,000 budget and I just want to blow up. I have a $10,000 budget. I just want to blow up. The difference between a person that can help you blow your brand up and a person that can help you get a bunch of clicks, a bunch of leads, and a bunch of you know uh, appointments, that's like hiring an orthodontist to do dental work. That's like hiring an orthodontist to say, uh, I, you a dentist, right? Do a root canal. No, they might have, they might, uh, you know, graduated, um, uh, you know, in dentistry and all of that before they came an orthodontist. So they specialize in orthodontists. So what they do to your mouth is going to be totally different than that person doing the root canal. That's the same as a person that that's expert marketing. And I'm not saying, and this is not a shot, I'm not saying one person can't do all of it, but that's kind of like being a um, jack of all trades and a master of none. Find you, I mean, the bigger companies and the people who are blowing their brands up, I, at any given time, I got two to three marketing experts working on something for me, but they're not working on the same thing, right? So when you go to them, What's your first goal? So write this down. What is the first thing that I'm trying to do with my business? And that's what a lot of people don't think. They think, if, oh, I heard this marketing guy said that I put a dollar in, get $3 out. They forgot to tell you about body in the business, building organized document, um, documenting and delegating and having the processes set up to make sure that you can fulfill it. There's so many coaches out here that are telling you, hey, uh, sell it and get $15,000, get $30,000 and sell it for high. People will pay it. But they don't teach you fulfillment. So they're teaching you how to sell something for twenty, thirty thousand dollars, but not none of these grant card owns and none of these, and then there's no knock at them because they beast at sales, right? But the problem is, is none of them are really teaching you. None of them are really teaching you how to fulfill. How are you going to fulfill the product that you're going to put all of these people in the funnel for to make sure that they're going to like the product that you gave them or the service that you gave them to tell somebody else so that it's cheaper to run somebody else through that funnel through word of mouth? And that's what a lot of people are doing. So now, if I want to start my business, I'm going to put a process in place to what kind of business I have. Let's say if I have a restaurant, my biggest goal is getting people in the door. If I know my food is good, then that means that all they got to do is buy it. Or all they got to do is try it. If they try it, they're going to like it. They're going to buy it. But now the problem is, is getting them in the door to buy it or getting them in the door to try it. It's so many times that you went through the middle of the mall, that little Asian lady, and there's no, I'm not saying, I'm just saying the Chinese restaurant, they, I'm not trying to sound racist or anything. I have to throw that disclaimer out there. But it's a lot of Asian people that work in the Chinese restaurants in the mall. A lot of times they throw that old thing out there on a toothpick and say, try it, try it. A lot of us, probably only two out of 10 people try it. But then the ones who actually try it, you see them in the line because they tried it and it was good. But the hardest part was getting them in the door to actually try it. So now the marketing from trying something free on a restaurant will be completely different on the marketing for a coach who has to charge $10,000 to make his money back. He can't afford to give a $10,000 product up. It'll be totally different from a car dealership who can't give a free car up because it's just not in the stars, right? So the thing about it is the marketing will be completely different there. So a $10,000 budget for a person that has a product that somebody need to try, that has to go in there, right? So you probably have to say, I want a $3,000 campaign that's going to go towards free food and I want $2,000 
towards that campaign that's going to reel them in. And we're going to try to create some kind of funnel to make sure that before they try this free meal, they're going to give me their email address. We're going to opt them into marketing. I know their birthday so that now when they like the food, that $3,000 worth of food they gave, the $2,000 of budget they gave of coming in so that I can automate them, hopefully I can get 30% of the people to actually return and like the product. So therefore, a lot of the marketing that will go on there is giving away the product so that people can like it and you're banking on the fact that if they return two more times, now you're going to make your money back from the product they're going to buy and you're going to make your money back from the free. So you have to make sure that those numbers are right and you got to make sure that the marketing and everything is right to make them return five to ten times. That's why when you start seeing these things pop up, you start seeing these restaurants add club night. You start seeing these restaurants add a DJ. They start adding things. That's called optimizing your audience to where now I can keep my audience come back. I mean, coming back, the ambiance is good. So so they're, they'll stay, right? And then so now, what if your um, goal isn't to have people coming back five to ten times, right? Wendy's will market to get you to come back five to ten times a year, right? Or Wendy's might market or Taco Bell might market to get you to come back five times a month because you don't have time to cook. But if you go to STK or if you go to Kevin Radbond's Steakhouse, where it's real high end, they're probably lucky to get you two times a year. So that when you go to STK, they're marketing to keep you there for about two and a half hours so that you order a lot of things so that your tip is big, so that that, that, that bill is nice, right? Because you're going to pay three, four, maybe $500 when you go in there, and they know that that's not going to be something that you're going to come back three, four times a month. So they will set their marketing and their ambiance to make sure that the money they're going to lose from a lot of people coming in, that they have you sitting in there two and a half hours. Now, when you're sitting in there two and a half hours, you're going to buy the steak, you're going to buy the lamb chop, you're going to buy the cauliflower steak that's all vegan, right, for the vegan people, and you're going to pay a lot of money. So the thing is, is a person that markets for Wendy's will probably not be successful in marketing for a STK steakhouse, right, or a Roos Chris, right? Let's just let's just take it down to Roos Chris, right? So a person that markets somewhere like that, like a McDonald's, won't be able to market for a Roos Chris, right? So now let's take a barber. Let's take a beautician and things like that. The whole goal is to get lifetime clients, to get, you, you know, you moved here, you moved there. Now their goal is to make sure that if you come in here and I cut you up, now I got you because they know, especially in the African-American community, once you get a good barber, it's a wrap. He going to have to die before you leave him or you're going to have to move. So the thing is, is now I have to make sure that you're here. And if you're here, guess what? then I can keep you around. So that's why when you go to get your foot scrub and when you go into these beauticians, not the beauticians, what they call them when you get the massages on your feet and the scrub, the, the manicures and the pedicures, the, you notice they, when they started cornering the market, that's when they start putting in a marketing budget. Okay, now that I got you here, what kind of champagne am I going to give you? What kind of uh, um, wine am I going to give you? How are we going to make sure that the ambiance is perfect so that you can stay around and come back? And now, but if you go somewhere else and they don't do that, you're going to immediately turn back. So the problem is stop thinking because you got X amount of dollars. It's not about who can acquire the most clients when the amount or the volume don't matter. Because guess what? What if STK, a place that you're going to sit down for two and a half hours, a place that is almost impossible to get reservations, a place that probably 100 people throughout the night can go visit, why in the world would they market for volume? They're not marketing to get 1,000 people in the door. They're marketing to fill that 100 people to make them stay and to make them spend top dollar, to make sure that that menu is optimized, make sure that the ambiance is good so that nobody is rushing out of there, right? So it's not all the way, stop going and saying, I'm going to go to a training to get 1,000 leads. Now, think about this. If you are fulfilling, your marketing can actually go into the back end side of the fulfillment for the client, 
right? Now, what's better? If you get 10 clients and nine of them leave after two weeks, or if you get three clients and then they stay for three years. The problem is we will make way more money in the three clients that stand for three years because we put a lot of our money in the nurturing that. It's easier to have and make more money off the clients who already trust you to provide them with a service than to try to keep money in the bringing new clients in. So now a lot of people don't think about putting a bulk of the marketing costs in the back end of the fulfillment side of their business. And this is where a lot of people is messing up. Now, sound like a preacher when I'm saying this because I'm passionate about it, but the reality is a lot of you are messing up because you only think your budget for marketing has to go towards acquisition of clients instead of going through the client experience and making sure that that, that, that same advertisement, when you get them as a client, stays the same as when you try to get them coming in. And a lot of people don't like to look at it as a relationship. The reality is if you got something to offer, the client that's going to come in, that's going to make a transaction with you, you're building a relationship with them. Now, how long that relationship lasts is up to you. Simple as this. Let's look at it like a man and a woman, right? If you meet a woman in the mall or ladies, let's, let's, let's just interact here. You meet a guy in the mall, you're walking through the mall, you drop your book bag or you drop your book. And the thing about it is you, this, this old slick guy, you know, just say a nice looking guy. He got it well put. He put, he's put together and all of that. And he, Hey, Hey queen, you know, you drop, you know, everybody, Hey queen, Hey, you drop your, you know, you know, your book here. And, um, just wanted to make sure you got it. Then you guys start talking and the conversation is perfect. Everything is good. You're like, wow, he's so well-spoken. He's so put together. You're single. You find out he's single. It, everything is good. And all of a sudden he asks you to walk you to the car. It's cool. You start walking outside. Next thing you know, it's raining, right? And then he pops out of nowhere because you know the Mr. Opportunist always pops out of nowhere with the right thing that the woman needs, right? He pops up and he says, hey, queen, you know, I just don't want to make sure you don't get wet. It's Every time they say queen, their voice get deep. That's why I'm saying it like that, right? All of a sudden, he walks into the car. Y'all sit out there. It's raining. Y'all talk for a whole nother hour, right? Now, the thing is, is if you're talking for a whole hour and then everything is...